0: Welcome to Women on Wealth, a podcast by women for women. Our mission is to empower women to embrace the discussion around wealth, demystify finance and market-related topics, and break down the emotions that surround these decisions. Your host is Julina Ogilvie, partner and wealth advisor with Principal Wealth Partners. She is a certified private wealth advisor, and a certified investment management analyst with over 20 years of industry experience. Hi everyone, this is Juliana and today's episode is short, but questions around your options for an individual retirement account, otherwise known as an IRA, is one of the most common topics that come up in financial planning discussions. Understanding your options on saving for retirement is more important today than ever before. Where once most could rely on pensions and Social Security, today most don't have pensions and are not confident that Social Security can fund their retirement. The conversations today are around what else can I be doing to save for retirement? According to a survey in 2019 from Go Ranks, 64% of Americans will retire broke, meaning they have either less than $10,000 put aside for retirement or no money at all. This is staggering given the fact that we continue to live longer I would argue that we should not be planning for 20 years in retirement but rather 30 plus years in retirement most today fund their retirement with various retirement plans including IRAs so the goal today is to review the options that are available to you first I'll highlight the overall key facts of IRAs and then we'll discuss the difference between the options that are available I realize that this is a dry topic but I can't express the importance of understanding these strategies. This is a question that I receive over and over and over again. It's not just the return you make in your investments, but it's what I call the wrapper around your investments and how and when you are taxed that need to also be considered if you wanna maximize your assets over time. As law-abiding tax citizens that we all are, we know firsthand how complicated the tax code is It's changing all the time, including right now, and there are with these current proposals, making these decisions are even more impactful than before. That's why seeking guidance from a financial planner and or an accountant is always recommended. Um, But let me see what we can dive into today. So first, let's talk about the three key facts, deferrals, flexibility, and contributions. First is tax deferral, and this can be incredibly powerful. Typically, the growth of a tax-deferred account grows more than a taxable account because you have more money working for you. This is because unlike a taxable account where you pay taxes on dividends and capital gains each and every year, tax deferral means you're not taxed each year but grows tax-free. If you are taxed when you withdraw the money later in retirement and your tax rate is lower, this can also be an additional benefit. So let's walk through some numbers on tax deferral. Let's say, as an example, you have $100,000. You place in a taxable account for 30 years, growing at 8%, and you're in the 33% tax bracket. After your tax, that $100,000 will give you just shy of $480,000. Not bad. Now, what if it grows tax deferred? Well, that same investment, assuming it's pre-tax dollars, growing tax deferred, would be 110% higher at just over $1 million. That's a big difference. Not based on the investment, because they both assume an 8% return, but because of the IRA wrapper you put around it to protect it from taxation for 30 years. So that's the first one. The second one is flexibility. You invest the money. You can open an IRA with any financial advisor bank or even online you can invest in stocks bonds mutual funds exchange traded funds otherwise known as etfs or other investments you also in your ira have control over your allocation do you want to invest 100 percent in cds or put it all in the stock market or maybe a combination of several asset classes this is this is your choice the third is contribution limits The limits for 2021 are $6,000 a year, plus an additional $1,000 if you are 50 years or older. You must have earned income to make a contribution to an IRA in a given year. There used to be an age limit of 70 and a half on these contributions, but that was eliminated in 2019 under the SECURE Act. So if you're older than 70 and a half and you have earned income still, you can continue to contribute to your IRA. And I know a number of clients that do that. Questions we often get is, can I contribute to an IRA if I already contribute to a business or employer-sponsored plan? And the answer is yes, even if it's a pension, profit-sharing, 401k. We also get questions on spouses. Can they contribute if they have no earned income? And the answer is also yes, as long as the spouse has earned income. So those are the three key facts. It's deferrals, it's flexibilities, and it's the contributions. I'm going to now take it one step further. There are two types of IRAs for individuals. I'm going to highlight two today, which are the traditional and Roth IRA. There are two others for self-employed or small business owners, which are known as the SEP and simple IRAs, but that warrants a separate discussion, so we won't talk about those today. But as I mentioned earlier, the traditional and Roth IRA both grow tax deferred. The difference is when you are taxed on your investments. Is it going in? Is it coming out? And in some situations, it may be both. So let's start with a traditional IRA. For most, I'm going to come back to this statement in a minute, it is tax deductible. Meaning you're not taxed on your contribution, but rather when you withdraw later in retirement. If you are single or married married filing jointly and both spouses are not covered by a company sponsored plan, your contribution is deducted. If you are covered by a company plan, your income determines how much of your contribution is going to be deducted. So for 2021, your income is fully phased out on that deduction at 76,000 for individuals and 125,000 if you're married filing jointly. If your income is above those, then your contribution is going to be non-deductible. But it still grows tax deferred and then you pay your taxes as you withdraw in retirement. There are some withdrawal rules. The money needs to stay invested until 59 and a half, or you're subject to a 10% penalty on the amount you withdraw, and then of course you're taxed on that as well. There are some exceptions to this penalty, which includes disability, medical expenses, maybe a first time home purchase, and higher education. Because Uncle Sam is taxing you on these withdrawals, if you don't start taking them, By a certain age, they are going to require you to do that. That is known as a required minimum distribution or an RMD. It used to be age 70 and a half until the SECURE Act was passed in 2019. Now that required age is 72. This is important, if you don't take your RMD, the government is going to penalize you and it's big. It's 50% for the amount you should have taken that given year. So that's the traditional IRA. Then we have the Roth IRA, and this was created back in the 90s and is considered by many as one of the most tax-efficient ways to invest. Your contributions to a Roth are not deductible. You pay the taxes up front, but as we said earlier, it grows tax-deferred. And then what's unique with the Roth is the withdrawals are tax-free and there are no taxes on the investment gains in this Roth. Remember, you're not just taking out your contributions, but the growth of these contributions as you invest, which can be substantial over time. For many, this is a 10 year, 20 year, 30 year investment. Like the traditional IRA, there are income limits, but with a Roth, if you are over that income limit, there are no other Roth options for you, and you need to look at a traditional IRA. For 2021, the income limit for a single individual phases out at $140,000, and if you're married, filing jointly at $206,000 about. Because you pay taxes going into a Roth, you're not going to pay taxes as it comes out. Uncle Sam doesn't have that required minimum distribution rule. They care more about how they take the money out of the traditional IRA because you're paying taxes on those withdrawals, and they want their taxes. So there's a ton of information here, so let me try and summarize. The main difference between the traditional and Roth IRA is when you're taxed. Is it going in, is it coming out? And again, like I mentioned, for some based on income limits, you may be taxed on both. But like I mentioned, they all grow tax deferred, which alone is a benefit to a taxable account. Again, a financial planner or accountant can help guide you in these important decisions, but I hope that this outline at least gives you some idea of the benefits, especially if this is something that you've never considered in the past. As always, I appreciate your time and I'm always happy to answer any questions that you may have. Thanks for listening to Women on Wealth by women for women. Stay up to date by subscribing to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit www.principalwealthpartners.com or join us on Facebook and LinkedIn.